push-ups I do in one sitting, knock out a hundred of them. You do a hundred push-ups? Wow, I am blown away. I cannot do that. <laughs> yeah, I'll do 50 wow. and then I rest and then I'll, you know, do another set to wait 10 seconds. Wow, and these are straight up push-ups? Straight up push-ups, yeah. Wow. And then I'm determined, so I also have started because my goal was to get to the floor, to really get to the floor in a push-up. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I, now I can I can do 12 of those to the floor. Mm -hmm. But, um, and so okay. that's a separate are thing. You gonna, are you gonna be uh, sharing that on, on one of your Instagram posts? <laughs> so I like to see that. This is very yeah. inspiring. Welcome to Functional Medicine Coaching Moms Podcast, where simplifying healthy lifestyle change for moms is the only goal. Hi, we are thrilled to have Dr. Sandra Scheinbaum on the show today. Dr. Sandy is the founder and CEO of the Functional Medicine Coaching Academy, a collaboration with the Institute for Functional Medicine. More importantly, she is a mom and a grandma to twin babies. This episode is for you if you are curious about what functional medicine health coaching is and why you need it. And if you're already a health coach, be prepared to be re-inspired. It's also for you if you've never done much strength training. Dr. Sandy is in her 70s and regularly posts on her Instagram videos of her lifting heavy weights. Dr. Sandy is an author, a member of the Forbes Business Council, and licensed clinical psychologist for over 40 years. So, Dr. Sandy... Thank you so much for being here. And the first thing I want to uh, say is how inspiring your story is because I'm doing the math and you were a psychologist for 40 years and you could have retired and called it a day, but yeah. instead you turned around and started an academy for functional medicine health coaches. What was it that had you take this leap of faith? Oh, thank you for asking that question. So yes, I could have retired. In fact, there were people who were telling me that that's what I should do. First mm. and foremost, my husband, who said, <laughs> what do you need this for? You've had a successful career as a psychologist. The, your, your practice is thriving. Just continue for a few more years seeing people and, and then retire. Uh, what do you need starting a business for? But I wanted to do this because I had a huge mission. I saw all around me, people were hurting. And this was pre-pandemic. This mm -hmm. was in 2015, 2014, when we first started um, developing FMCA. But I was having seen people who were coming to me with anxiety, with depression, but with this growing list of chronic diseases that were driven by lifestyle. And I had just finished training through the Institute for Functional Medicine. They train doctors and I went through the program. I was in the first graduating class to get certified in functional medicine. Even though I was a psychologist, I was always the other. When they said, show of hands, how many are physicians? How many are uh, nurse practitioners? And then at the end, any other, <laughs> that was me, the one other. Uh -huh. I was the only psychologist. And I went through this training and I was so excited that I could take the theories, the principles of functional medicine. And what if I merged them with the methodologies that 
I had been using and helping people with for so many years, namely positive psychology, because I was practicing that long before it had a name, and mind-body medicine, again, long before it had a name. I was teaching people relaxation and breathing techniques, mind-body practices, and also the functional nutrition piece as well, the psychology of eating. I was teaching courses in psychology of eating at the time. And in fact, one of, I was teaching with uh, Deanna Minnick, who is on our faculty, and we were teaching a psychology of well-being and mind-body medicine courses together. And so I was really excited by the idea of creating a curriculum that blended all of these practices and integrated them. And then what if we trained health coaches? And that's what most inspired me because there weren't enough and there still are not enough functional medicine doctors and mm -hmm. people can only go so far with a doctor. It's right. expensive. Many of these are a private or not insurance. So it's cash-based, but health coaching can partner with these doctors and they could make this accessible. And I really wanted to see that I have a big mission to really help people lead healthier lives and I felt that there were doctors who could really utilize health coaches. So I wanted to grow this movement and then partnered with the Institute for Functional Medicine because that was the way that we were able to establish ourselves with credibility as well as offer the kind of training that I wanted people to have, which was in these functional medicine principles because as a collaboration with IFM, we use their faculty and their curriculum materials. That is such an inspiring story. I mean, it's true. There's such a demand for functional medicine doctors and it can get very expensive and it's difficult for people. So the health coaching piece really fills in that gap, you know, where people don't have access maybe. And, and so much of it is the lifestyle that really matters the most. I mean, you can do all the expensive testing and do the supplements, but it's not really maybe the main, the first place you have to go. So it's so exciting that you're helping people find, fill this need. Yes. I get up every morning thinking, wow, I just think about all of the people who have been trained through us to become health coaches and all the good that they're doing in the world. You two are a case in point. Yes, we are. And and I want to, you know, let all of our listeners know that Kristen and I are functional medicine graduates. And we started this podcast because we want, you know, when we came after we graduated and we went out into the, uh, you know, went out into the field, so to speak, a lot of the things that you would get uh, is that a lot of people would have, they would have some type of assumption that a functional medicine health coach Oh, are you going to give me always like most of the time, are you going to give me a nutritional like plan? I'm like, mm -hmm. okay, no, I'm, I'm not a nutritionist. <laughs> and mm -hmm. that's, I really loved the talk that you did at AIC that was functional medicine, health coaching, what it is and why you need it. It wasn't until going through the process at the functional medicine, health coaching Academy, where I was you know, becoming um, a certified health coach. And the same story with Kristen, because her and I have had this conversation where we didn't even know that we didn't know. We, yeah, didn't we always say too, functional medicine health coaching was the best thing we never knew we needed uh -huh. because <laughs> it just it. changed everything. Like, it, you know, it, you thought it you were just going to improve your whatever, your nutrition, your movement, your stress. 
but you just evolve as a person. It, it lets you tap into things. That positive psychology piece is so key to really up-leveling your whole life. Yes, it is really a different orientation. Once you start focusing on what is right with you, as Dr. Robert Luby, director of MedEd at IFM, likes to say, what's strong with you instead of what's wrong with you. Uh, then your whole orientation shifts. And that's the approach when we're working with clients. So you are so right. It's not a matter of eat this, not that. That's what they come in thinking they want. Mm -hmm. If only somebody gave me a meal plan, told me how to lose weight, told me how to exercise. But how many times have you learn that. You could be standing in line at a grocery store and see a magazine about, you know, how, ways to lose five pounds or get firmer abs or how many diet books have been out there and how many people are just still buying more thinking, mm -hmm. here's the answer. It does works when you have a guide, when you have an ally, you have an accountability partner, you have somebody who is going to help you with giving you specific information, if that's what you're asking for, but in a way that is fitting for you, where you said, yeah, that works. This is what I want to do. And then they help you to really nail it by starting with small goals that you can accomplish. Yeah, mm -hmm. I think that the huge piece, because uh, I came into the Functional Medicine Health Coaching Academy as a trainer, as a certified personal trainer, and I've been a personal trainer, and I'm also an older adult and senior fitness specialist, and I've been doing that since 2007. So I'm so used to creating programs. Clients come, I create the programs and, you know, I tell them what to do, how to do it, et cetera. And I'm not a nutritionist, but I can give nutritional guidance and all that, you know, all that sort of stuff. They ask me, I tell them. And after going through the functional medicine, getting certified as a functional medicine health coach, and this, the process I started shifting how I started training and it was actually just a natural unfolding, if you will. And what I find is, is that when I have like specifically, there's one client that I can think of, she was asking me, you know, should I do the twenties? And I'm like, should you, should you do the twenties? Should you try, you know, the twenties? And she's like, yeah, maybe I can try. And she's the one normally prior I would say, okay, I think it's time for you to try, do the 20s. Oh no, I don't I don't think I can do the 20s. No, you can do it. Just try it. We can always go down. But she's the one. I turned around like, well, should you try the 20s? Now she made the decision. And I think that part of being the guide as a functional medicine health coach is that we, I think the functional, like I helped her being by her side while she made a decision for herself. Yes. Mm -hmm. and supported her in her decision and was there just, you know, as an accompaniment to the decision that she made. And so now guess what? Now she can go, she goes to the gym without me and she owns it because she knows she made that decision herself. She doesn't have an insecurity yes. that, well, you know, it's my trainer. That's really the one that's telling me what to do. Like, no, I've actually been making decisions with my trainer, but I'm the one making the decisions. And it's a completely different energy. It's a completely different approach. I find it amazing. Yes, really absolutely. amazing. She's I would have control. never known that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that that is such a huge, huge, huge thing. Cause like you said, you can look at any magazine that gives you, you know, step one, step two, step yeah. three. That's not the problem. That's not the problem. It's how do you get to a point where you believe that you will do it? Yes, absolutely.
Yeah, that's huge. Well, so we have to ask you a little bit, Dr. Sandy, about your journey with strength training, because we love seeing your videos that you put on Instagram, just showing yourself, you know, doing all lifting heavy weights and, and how you said that you didn't always do that. So we'd love to hear a little bit about that. Sure. Well, first of all, I grew up in an era where women didn't lift weights. They didn't even go to the gym. And it was, uh, and I always loved activities that were dance-like. So I took ballet. In fact, I still do. I just came back from a ballet class. I take it four times a week. But I also, I do yoga, I do Pilates, I have a reformer at home, which I got during the pandemic because I missed that so much that I decided to invest in home equipment. Um, And I I believe in balance and and a little bit of everything. So I work on balance, I work on, I have a trampoline and I work on as a rebounder. Um, And so... Mm -hmm. I'm focusing, I think I'm 73, so it is really like brushing my teeth. It's not an option. It's that I know that as we get older, we lose muscle. And we're all in mm-hmm. sarcopenia is one of the number one problems when you get you don't want to be frail. I was recently right. at a reunion. Uh, we were outside. These were just a few women from my graduating class in high school, high school class of 1967. So nice. a long time ago. Yeah. And we decided to take a picture and some of us had to sit on the grass because there were too many of us. So we, so we, okay, we used in the front row, the short ones for the old class pictures. Okay, we'll replicate that. And I was astounded by how many people could not get up off the floor. They were sitting cross-legged and they couldn't get up. They needed someone to come and help them get up. That's what we need to avoid. So Mm -hmm. I am determined. And so for me, it is, um, I I work out in some way every day, not a not always the same. Sometimes it's more Pilates and, and yoga during the day. I mm-hmm. all, there's some things I always do and I've been right. doing this for years. So in yoga, I have a routine that I do and it incorporates headstands and handstands and forearm balances. Cause I just like the feeling of doing those three poses and I'll do them. Even if I'm traveling in a hotel room, I travel with my mat and find a wall. I can't do them in this. I can do a headstand in the center of the room, but not a handstand. Um, but then uh, I also uh, have, a, I'm not doing as much cardio and that's the other big shift. So years ago, a treadmill. And I remember those days and my kids were little and every morning I'd get up early. I'd go downstairs. I don't think I even drank a glass of water. I just go downstairs, <laughs> get my five. I mean, it was, uh-huh. it was so unhealthy and, um, uh, and got my running in on the treadmill. And now I just do it very efficiently, high intensity interval training, breaking into sprints. Um, yes, and uh, just a few times a week. And the main focus is resistance training. And even when I have trainers uh, at the gym, they will start out so loud. I, I was doing pull-ups with a trainer and he's got me, and this was the assisted pull-up. So you've got weights helping you. And he's starting yeah. me like, I could have done 200 of those. It was like, oh, you know, I want, and I'm constantly saying, you know, I want more challenge. I want to be able to go to failure. And so that's what I do when I'm in the gym alone. I just purposely do heavy. I was just at the gym. I took my ballet class and I did a few weights and I did leg presses. And when I started out, I could do maybe hundred. And now I did 
320 pounds on the leg press. Um, wow. So, you know, I, I yes, am, that's, that's a round of applause. Uh, now, sure. full disclosure, I did not have it on the setting where you're totally like your knees are touching your chest. You know, I can't do that weight on that, but, you know, just far enough out where I was able to push it so that yes, and amazing. I just feel I, I've noticed I mean actually I had to go up a size in pants because I have mm-hmm. I, I never had a butt and I now have a butt I'm proud of it so wow um, oh God, that's exciting. but that. it is and so I really want to encourage anyone who's listening uh, whether it's you you have a relative a mom um, uh, a dad who is um, getting up in years you can actually build muscle. Uh, but the other thing I do, because it's not just muscle in, in, in isolation, but I do heavy, heavy protein. And that's another big shift. I used mm-hmm. to be a vegetarian, vegan for many years. And uh, it's really, once you get older, that's just not sustainable. You cannot get enough protein. Dr. Gabrielle Lyon, who is a good friend of mine, she just mm-hmm. was interviewed for our podcast from FMCA, and uh, she talks about muscle being the organ of longevity, muscle-centric medicine. And in order to keep muscle and build muscle, you need protein. And so I am just committed to that. I I never would order like a big steak in a restaurant before, and now <laughs> that's that's my meal. That is that talk about inspiring. Yeah, and I love how you you know you talk about how you really switch it up with your routines. It's not like you're just doing the same thing all. The the time. You keep it interesting. You incorporate yoga. You have the strength training. You have Pilates. So so I like that. And some HIIT training too. So that's so. very inspiring for all of us. What would you say for someone that though was just starting out with the strength training? Like yeah. it can be intimidating. What, yes. what would your yeah. advice be? Yeah. Well, that's a good word. Intimidating. I was just talking to somebody the other day who's, in fact, I saw her in the weight room today and she said, I just, I get so intimidated. I don't know what to do. You know, I mm-hmm. I go into the weight room and I, I see all these machines and uh, the free right. weights and I don't know what to do. And, and all these big guys are there. And so then I just go back to my the treadmill or the elliptical mm-hmm. uh, of really fearing it. So I think that having a guide, just as we talked about a health coach, yes. having a mm-hmm. trainer who can help you. And I like my trainer because he will push me like to things that I wouldn't gravitate towards. Like the other day he gave me this big ball and I was supposed to throw it against the wall. And like, that was humbling. I could not do it. Like I was never good at ball sports, but um, (laughs) so I never would have thought of that on my own. And I realized, oh, I need that. And so um, having a trainer that you trust, um, but also really focusing on starting small, it doesn't matter what your weight you can lift, you build from there. And so, and then there's a lot of things that you can, a trainer can help you just using your own body weight, like wall squats, push-ups. So that's the other thing I do. I forgot to mention. So this started Mm -hmm. during the pandemic. I do at least a hundred push-ups a day. Now I'm trying to do a hundred squats a day and just religiously. And I just get them in because there's so much you can do with your own body weight. Um, And so having somebody help you at first so that you get the correct form And Mm -hmm. then you can just do those throughout the day. You're making your coffee. I did that this morning. I was waiting for my coffee and I did 20 squats. So, and then I'll, I keep building. So I get to a hundred at the end of the day. That's amazing. So you break it up throughout the day. I was curious about that. Okay. Right. That's what I was going to ask. Do you do the hundred at one shot or is it like spread out? Yeah. The push-ups I do in one, uh, one sitting. 
knock out. 100. You do a hundred. Wow. I am blown away. I cannot yeah. do that. <laughs> yeah. I'll do 50 wow. and then I rest and then I'll, you know, do another set to wait 10 seconds. Wow. And these are straight up push-ups? straight up push-ups, Yeah. Wow. And then I'm Super. determined. So I also have started because my goal was to get to the floor, to really get to the floor in a push-up. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I've now I can, I can do 12 of those to the floor, mm -hmm. but, um, and so okay. that's a separate thing. Are you going to, are you going to be, uh, sharing that on, on one of your Instagram posts? <laughs> I'd like to see that. This is very yeah. inspiring. That, that would be very cool. Honestly. Yeah. <laughs> I do very, those as a cool. chaturanga push-up. That's how it started. So I was doing sun salutations. I've done that mm -hmm. uh, for years. Um, I've salutations to start my yoga practice. And then I started just incorporating a chaturanga where you keep your, your elbows by your side. And so I started incorporating that into that sun salutation sequence. That is well, and I, I do, I love your idea of like breaking it up throughout the day because that's, it just keeps you move. You know, even I'm thinking, wow, I'm sitting at a desk right now. If I could just, you know, take a break, do 10 squats and by the end of the day, I, I could get a lot in. I like that. Yeah. Someone, I think it was Ben Greenfield who said he keeps a kettlebell under his desk and just, you know, kettlebell swings. And one of the things that gets me to do resistance training is not like years ago, I would, I would work with a trainer on and off or go into the resistance uh, training part of the gym and think I had to be there for an hour, you know, and I had to do a whole sequence of things. Now mm -hmm. I said, I was a, Three. Like, so you, I was in the gym today and I just did some leg presses and I did some pull-ups. Okay, done. You know, three sets of each. And then I can, tomorrow I'll do another series of something. And so um, I found that that is doable um, mm -hmm. where I can just take short bursts throughout the day. Yeah. Yes, you're speaking our Maps. language, the mm -hmm. all or nothing mindset. Yes. Right? It's not yeah. an all or no. nothing. No. It's because like, if you think like, if you always thought you had to be there, because that is like, people think, oh, I'm going to work out. It's and you automatically think like an hour. For some reason, mm -hmm. that is like stamped in our brains. It right. is. Right. But now, like Kristen and I, I don't even know how long ago it was, like a month ago or a month and a half ago, we did a uh, the five minute challenge. I love that. I saw it was the five yeah. day, five minute challenge. And what we found out was that in five minutes, we were able to do 40 push ups, yeah. 40 squats, 40 bicycle yeah. crunches in five minutes. Yeah, the yeah. volume was what blew my mind because I would always just discount, like, oh, five minutes. Why, you know, it's not worth it, but yeah. <laughs> it is worth it. <laughs> It yeah, is worth and it. especially for you know moms, you're waiting for um, a child, you know, at school or picking up from a mm -hmm. soccer game. You know, you can just do some squats. You could do some heel raises, and uh, which is great for lymphatic fluid. I mean, there's so many. You can balance in tree pose. There's so <laughs> many ways yeah, that you can yeah, incorporate like it into your day. Well, in an effort to be mindful of our time, um, we would like to ask you. We ask all our guests because mm -hmm. the goal of our podcast is to simplify healthy lifestyle change for moms. So we were wondering what are two simple things that a mom could do, get started with even today to try out to improve their health? Sure. So I think the first thing is mindset, to be really aware, to picture your day as something good. And I learned this from DJ Fogg. And then this is something my mother used to do. Every time your feet hit the floor, as soon as you wake up in the morning, today is going to be a good day. And you picture it and you picture that process of whatever you might be anticipating that's challenging, that's stressful to breeze through it. So it's that imagery, it's that sense of whatever it is, I'll make it through. I may not do it perfectly, but it's good enough. 
And then the second would be to focus on how are you going to incorporate one element of mindful movement that, and hopefully in nature. So how can you be, we tend to be stuck often in the house all day, doing chores mm -hmm. all day, or moving from, you know, we're going to go grocery shopping, then we have to hurry to pick up the kids, then we got to get dinner, then we got to drive them through an activity, perhaps. Can you take some time to be really aware of the beauty that's around you? And it makes it really easy when you're going outside to just take a breath and inhale and just feel that air feeling, that something that is restorative for you. And again, it doesn't take long. It could be a few breaths and you will feel restored, renewed. So, and being just really aware of the gift that you have to do this and, and how being a mom is just, it's such a gift to appreciate uh, every moment and even the worst ones um, will pass, you know, even the, the meltdowns that happen. I love that. I, I, and that's so simple to do. And it's true. I mean, so many days you just don't get outside, whether you're just working all day or you're taking care of kids or in the car a lot, but yeah, we don't get outside in nature enough. So that's wonderful. And I love the idea of making it a, a good day and envisioning your day, like setting the tone, like instead of just being pulled by your day, you directing how you want it to go. I love that. Yeah, I do love that. I, I tell my grandson in the mornings when he's going to school, I say, Emmett, have the day you want. Yes. He's yes. Like, yes, Amma. Yeah. Yeah. Have the day you want. Yeah. So Dr. Sandy has a bonus offer for our listeners today. It will be in the show notes. It's a simple guide to relaxation through breathing. We all could use a little help with the relaxation. So yes. thank you for yeah, that. Thank you. Dr. Sandy. <laughs> Dr. Nancy is so funny. That's my those are my kids. My kids when they were younger, that was their pediatrician. <laughs> and you can connect with Dr. Sandy on Instagram. Her handle is at Dr. Sandy with an I at the end. Her Facebook and LinkedIn is Sandra Scheinbaum. We will put the links to all of these in the show notes. Thank you so much, Dr. Sandy, for coming on today. We so appreciate your inspiration for us health coaches and, yes. and anyone that's considering being a health coach. It Moms make awesome health coaches. So oh, they absolutely definitely do. check out Functional Medicine Coaching Academy for those moms that might be interested in, in helping others on their journey. Well, yes. thank you both. This has been an absolute delight. It gives me so much joy to see the success that you are having as health coaches and on this podcast spreading the word. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. See you next time. The information provided in this podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended for the purpose of diagnosing, curing, treating, or preventing any disease. We are functional medicine certified health coaches and not licensed medical professionals. The opinions and advice of guests are their own and also not considered to be medical advice. Always consult with a healthcare professional when making any healthy lifestyle changes. We would love to hear from our mom community. Any wellness topics that are high on your list, please DM us at Functional Medicine Coaching Moms. We can also be reached via email at info at functionalmedicinecoachingmoms.com. You can find Functional Medicine Coaching Moms podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. If you enjoyed this episode, please hit the subscribe button.